you can't sell something to someone that is not ready to buy, right? You, you need to learn to walk away. Uh, and if there's no pain, there's no sale. So that doesn't mean they won't be a customer in the future, but you want to move forward. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Nancy. Nancy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Nancy, Nancy, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people call me Fancy Nancy. Hey. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and highlight your business. What do you do? Yeah, so um, I'm one of those crazy believers. I've always had a passion of having conversations with people and have been fearless in picking up the phone and yes, making cold calls. So my company is one of a kind sales and we do what most people hate doing. We just love cold calling. Uh, you know, typically we're uh, speaking with business owners and we, I, I, I often hear that, that uh, they're frustrated, they don't have enough qualified leads in their pipeline, or if they have a sales team, the team will do everything but pick up the phone because it's too painful and they believe it doesn't work. And what we wind up doing is we become their inside sales engine uh, from script development to data management to actually launching a human campaign, campaign, uh, campaign. because, you know, the, the Nothing beats the human voice in conversation. And we set qualified appointments, you know, at the right time in um, the process. So my tagline is, we love cold calling, so you don't have to do it. I love it. Well, we <laughs> will get into the odds and sides of all of that in a minute. How did you get into sales as a thing? Yeah, oh my gosh. You know, when I was in my 20s, uh, people always told me to go into sales, go into sales. And I was afraid. I was afraid of failure. And I finally, at the age of 30, I said, you know, screw it. I was in corporate 50 um, and, and I just hated it. And so I, I tried it and I found that through my curiosity and trust me, you know, the training I got decades ago is nothing like what's available today, but I found that by asking questions, people wanted to buy from me. And I thought, so I became a headhunter. Um, I thought the difficult part was to get job orders, you know, go to companies and get them to let me place people. Uh, and actually that was so much easier than act finding the right candidate. You know, uh, you could be great at what you do, but uh, placing people requires a skill, right? People go and work for people that are like themselves. And so that was my launch. I started my own company in 92, and I did that up through 2011. 2011, one of our clients asked us to launch an inside sales department for them. And uh, we did it. Not only did we have fun doing it, they had nine, look at this, nine producers. Oh, you hit your space bar accidentally. <laughs> you muted yourself. 
Sorry she got so that. excited she was going Italian on us. Yeah, okay. So they had nine producers wow. and in the first year, now we had two and a half people setting appointments. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, we put a lot of time in, but we set 300 appointments for them in the first year. And when nice. the project was over, I said, this is ridiculous. So I sold my recruiting business and I created one of a kind sales. Nice, I love that. And it, it reminds me in many, many, many lifetimes ago, uh, I was working with a recruiter and she said, well, well, I was talking to her and she said, well, you could come and do some work for me. And I said, sure, I'll do anything, but I won't call anybody. And she goes, what do you mean you won't call anybody? That's all I do all day. <laughs> she just comes back like, how do you live without calling people? It's like us today going, how do you yeah. live without a smartphone? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm so baffled um, oh. at what the fear is right. to just engage with a stranger. It's as simple as that. You know, sales is all about communication. And what we do here is we study the art of communication. We happen to be Sandler sales trained. I don't know if your audience has heard of them. They're a great global sales training and coaching organization. And each and every week, my team will deconstruct a cold call. And what we have learned by using their techniques, um, we're really well received. We get very few hangups um, and, and we study the different communication styles because there are different styles of communication. And when you can figure that out in advance, when you're speaking with people, it really helps the conversation along. Right. Absolutely. It does. Huge fan of Sandler, love them. Uh, whole backstory onto that one, but we won't go there today. So give us kind of some of the kind of the overarching story of how Sandler is different and what it what it really means to making calls. Yeah, well, um, there are two ways to sell, and many of us uh, think when you think of a sales pe person, you think of features and benefits. Oh, they're really aggressive. They're going to dump on me. They spill their, there's a saying, don't spill your candy in the lobby, right? That's a features and benefits. Hey, my name is Nancy Calabrese. We are great and we can really help your business. And I'll be around Tuesday and Thursday, which is better for you, right? That immediately makes me want to hang up and throw up. Um, so in Sandler, our approach is gentle and conversational. You know, Michelle, hey, this is Nancy Calabrese. We don't know each other. And that usually is a great icebreaker. Uh, you know, gee, I'm not sure you're the person I need to speak with, but if you give me 30 seconds, I'll let you know why I called. You tell me if it makes sense to continue. Almost nobody hangs up. And then we go into, we call it our 30 second commercial. And when we're done with that, our statement, or they, we call it a hook statement, is, gee, I, I don't want to protest, uh, pretend to know your business, but is any of this relevant and worth the conversation? And then we shut up. We let them do the talking. Nice. Love that. And I think that is paramount. And a lot of people hear that, <laughs> that you know, the rest is them talking, but it really is a matter of knowing how to set up the conversation such that they are going to keep talking. <laughs> you, you, you have something to listen to. It's not just yep. there after that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the other thing. Um, you can't sell something to someone that, that is not ready to buy. 
right? You, you need to learn to walk away. Uh, and if there's no pain, there's no sale. So that doesn't mean they won't be a customer in the future, mm -hmm. but you want to move forward, right? Getting a no is not a bad thing <laughs> because it frees you up to find your yes. Absolutely. Well, and I know that one of Sandler's premises is the CEO has to be present in this because we need to know not only who is your ideal client, who's not your ideal client, what is your sales structure? And somebody right. has to decide that. And the only person who can decide that is the person at the top and work your way down. So what are some of the leadership decisions in your experience that leaders need to, to make and be willing to make? Yeah, well, you know, the CEO is not always involved, believe it or not, but you really need to uncover their decision-making uh, you know, policies. And uh, you, I always encourage you go to the top and start at the top. And if you're farmed down, you have an excuse to go back to the top to you know, just keep that party posted. Um, in terms of leadership, um, I, I, I think what you're asking me is just making sure that those that are involved in these selling cycle are in a position to make those decisions. And if they're not, then you need to get everyone involved because nothing worse than wanting to get to the end of a deal and realizing it's not going to happen because the big guy poo-pooed it. And, you know, I've had that happen. I'm sure everybody who's listening has had that happen and it's not a good feeling. Hopefully, mm -hmm. We all learn from the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm assuming that the businesses where the CEOs aren't involved, they have a lot of processes in place and their sales managers know them. They're very articulate about it. Like yeah. things have already been decided. So that makes your yes. life a lot easier. Uh, I just happen to know that about 70% of the businesses don't have <laughs> in place, which makes it a little more difficult. Just you know, it is amazing, them. isn't it, Michelle? How many, you know, when you speak with enough businesses over the years that a lot of us don't have our act together, <laughs> you know, and yet they're very successful in spite of it. So yep. go figure. <laughs> right. Well, and it's just a kind of forewarning that, you know, yes, you can bring somebody in to do your sales, but you're still going to have to make some decisions because, um, you know, the preliminaries have to be done. Like I said, who is your client? Who isn't your client? You're not going right. after everybody that's breathing. <laughs> that would drive your no. fulfillment people insane. Yeah. Here's another, uh, I think, misnomer. Yep. Some companies think they have to have thousands and thousands and thousands of leads and more is not better. You really want to zone in and target on leads that you know would be good for your pipeline. Know that would be good for your business. And I'll take it one step further. You want to make sure that their style of communication, their style of doing business is a complement to your style and your team. Otherwise, it's not a long-term relationship. Absolutely. We see that all the time in marketing. Everybody thinks that, oh, all marketing companies are the same. It's like, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. There are a lot of little nuances that you want to know. And I, and I think it's important, again, for the business owner to be able to see that the way they operate tends to be the company culture and the clearer they can become on what that is. You know, are we yep. the kind of people that will give three options? They're all perfect. Pick whichever one you want. This is what we get. Any changes is going to cause you X. 
or are we building this thing out together and and how is that going to operate two completely right. different ends of oh, the spectrum yeah. and it makes a huge difference in customer yeah. satisfaction in, in the end yeah well i've had to fire clients i'm sure you have and mm -hmm. other listeners have um, and you want to learn from your mistakes it's too important i recently was introduced to someone and um uh this person just really turned me off mm. so if they're going to turn me off then why am i going to put my people through that right, right. i mean they were in a no business so anyway bye bye toodaloo <laughs> absolutely and i think that's changing too is that instead of the customer being right it's your employees are right because my employees can handle five ten a hundred clients uh, whereas one client is one client. <laughs> you, you, want, you don't want any cancers in your book right. of business. That's what I always say. Love it. So what are some of the things that a business owner needs to look at to decide kind of whether or not you're the viable option for them as mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, do we hire somebody or what other options they might have? Yeah. Um, well, you know, we fall into a marketing channel. Right. So there are different channels that companies use to market and get their name out there. And I recommend having a little bit of everything. Right. Cold calling is successful if it's done correctly, if it's professional and you have a repeatable process. Right. And so for those companies that are not doing cold calling, you're just frankly leaving money on the table. Somebody else is doing it. Um, from other marketing, like for instance, I have uh, my podcast, which you you were on, and that's a form of marketing, branding myself and being introduced to key players in the sales and marketing space. Um, uh, you know, LinkedIn marketing is big. Twitter is big. Instagram, um, you know, it's re really interesting with Instagram. We don't play on that much because I was advised that the audience isn't really the audience that I don't want to go, uh, go after. And then um, somebody just mentioned TikTok. So I'm going to look into it as well. But you always want to have um, a mix of things and outreach via LinkedIn, uh, email marketing, and so on. So did I answer your question? Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> so if somebody doesn't have a sales team right now, it's kind of... Uh... Because a lot of them, it's it's the owner that will go out and do the sales and and then kind of release the client to the <laughs> to the people, so to speak. Or some right. of them, like if you have a plumbing company and the guy's going out to quote on the jobs, they are your sales team. Right. Um, how how do you work with them to be able to um, to augment their business or to kind of change it up and go, hey, <laughs> you could be doing this a lot better. Well, um, you know, for those solopreneurs or where the owner is the only salesperson, he or she is pulled in a million different directions. So more than likely, they don't have the time to really, uh, you know, focus on this. So companies outsource the, the calling, again, because they don't have the time and they probably are not very good at it or don't like it. <laughs> and so when they do outsource it to us, another benefit that my clients get is because we're Sandler trained, we have sales conversations when we meet and we help our clients 
take it to close. Now, you know, you raise a good point because if our clients aren't good in selling techniques, then that impacts my business, right? They see money going out and they're not making money coming in. But we work closely with them to, you know, provide them with tools and, and coaching during our biweekly meetings. And nice. it works. I love it. Because I, I think a lot of business owners don't realize that their front end people are their sales force and they need to have kind of the same lingo. They have to be having the same conversation. I notice a lot of people that are new into the customer service role or the fulfillment role and end up talking to clients, end up saying a lot of really crazy stuff like and, and it's like okay don't ever say that <laughs> ever say that well again. Yeah, i can't take one off hand because i just blank it out <laughs> okay well so listen funny. to this i believe everyone everyone is in sales i don't care what role you were in my daughter swears she hates sales but she's pretty persuasive when she wants me to give her something do you know or get her something everyone is in sales and would benefit just in you know, not looking at this as a beast, but it's just a form of communication. A husband wants the wife to go to a particular movie. Believe me, he's selling the wife on that movie and vice versa. So we're all in sales. <laughs> I love it. So who would you say is your favorite client to work with? Uh, in general? Yeah. Yeah, well... I really love all of my clients, but it, yeah. it's a persona. It's really a persona, someone that I can connect with on a professional level, mm -hmm. someone that um, I find attractive, me, and not physically, but in the way in which they communicate, I want to be around them. Um, youthful is also important. Again, not age, it's state of mind, right? Uh, there's another like verbal communication. You know, if somebody speaks in a way that is just not my style, I'm probably not going to be happy with that. Um, and intellectual, not necessarily book smarts, street smarts. You got to mix it up. And finally, successful. And that doesn't mean deep in the pockets, but they're moving forward. They're anxious to progress. Uh, and actually, for those of you out there, what I just described was YAVIS, Y-A-V-I-S. Uh, it's a psychological acronym. And I, I really hold myself to that in, you know, pre-qualifying clients. Everybody's YAVIS is different. So you want to get people in your world that at least have four out of the five, because the one they're missing is the one you're going to struggle with. I love that. So what does somebody need to have in place in order to either prepare for a conversation with you and go, yep, yeah, we're ready for you, Nancy, or, um, or do they need anything? Well, they need to have pain, really. <laughs> I mean, they, they, that's all. I, I mean, it's my job to mm -hmm. conduct the conversation and understand what's motivating them to even take this call. And you spend, uh, the important part of selling is listening. Asking some questions that will elicit the information you need to determine, is this person in pain enough right now 
that we're going to move forward. Maybe it's not deep enough and maybe we should follow up, you know, down the road. Um, I, a great example is I sent a contract out today to somebody that I've been speaking with since June and now's the right time. And you can't force people to move up their time. You have to be understanding. And that goes back to, that's why you need to have a filled pipeline so that you can keep things flowing from month to month. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. So give us an example yeah. of a Cinderella story of uh, one of your clients. Dead air, we can't have dead air. I'm just gonna whisper while you think. Yeah, one of your favorite. Trying. Well, not in favorite yeah. clients, but one, somebody that was a mess and then you worked with them and it was like, yay, the clouds well, parted. Well, we had saying. a client a couple of years ago, great guy, absolutely hated cold calling. We basically put his business on the map. He had just um, joined a franchise and uh, called Engineering for Kids. And he said, you know, right up front, I hate cold calling. I need the business. Help me out. And um, we brought him to several school districts, which is where his world was, and also within the Michaels, you know, the Michaels store. So that's a Cinderella story. Uh, yeah. And with regard to clients that we're working with currently, what's really exciting, we work with an insurance aggregator. And an, an aggregator is like a holding company right? So they provide the back office support for independent agents and like all state and farmers. And what's really um, rewarding for us to see, it's through the work and through the appointments that we've scheduled that they've been able to bring in clients. And so they look good. They make us look good. Uh, and we have fun. You know, when everybody's happy, everybody's happy. Uh, but not to in the real world, you're going to have to have issues too that you have to iron out. Absolutely. So what are some of the pain points that somebody might be having right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Nancy, I need your help so bad. Well, um, you're sitting there just not having enough leads to go after and not having the time to pick up the phone. As I said earlier, if you have a sales team, uh, more than likely, they would rather have their wisdom teeth removed without Novocaine rather than pick up the phone. It, um, it's not being done consistently because cons consistency is the key in selling. It's having activities. You focus on the activities, you know, each and every day that will help you move the chain and close the deal. Uh, if you didn't hit your sales goals or you're concerned about sell, sales goals, these are the kinds of issues that we could potentially help solve. Uh, but remember, this is not a silver bullet. This is one channel. So you can't look at one-of-a-kind sales as the be-all, end-all. You have to continue with all of your other marketing efforts. And when we collaborate, that's when we have that well-oiled machine. Nice. I love that. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yes, please. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Nancy Calabrese, uh, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E. -E. My website is oneofakindsales.com. 
I post my uh, blogs, I post my uh, videos. Um, you'll get to hear my voice and hear the great people that I've had the chance to interview. You can also call me, I'm a big believer in calls, 908-879-1322. Excellent. And we, of course, will have all of Nancy's links in the show notes. So you can scroll down and find them there. Awesome. So I get to ask you at this point, uh, at what point in your life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> I never. Okay. When I was in corporate <laughs> America, I was always frustrated. Oh, my boss is telling me to do this, do that, do this. And I always thought, well, what if we tried it this way? So my uncle is my mentor. And finally, I think I was, you know, like 30-ish. He said, Nancy, did you ever stop to think you don't like people telling you what to do? <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> That's how I knew I had it. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm, I, I can't imagine at this, certainly at this stage, working for anyone else. And for all of you people out there, you know, you just know it you know it, but don't do it alone. Make sure that you surround yourself with a business coach, a marketing expert. You can't be everything all the time. Do what you're good at. If selling is good, stick with that and hire operations people. If selling is not in your wheelhouse, then find those salespeople that will drive the business um, you know, to your company. Nice, love that. Love it, love it. So what would you say is your favorite part of your business? <laughs> you know, my team. Nice. Uh, I love my team. They're all over the world. They are passionate about cold calling. And the favorite part truly for me is our Monday morning huddles when I put music on and we all dance. Awesome. <laughs> That is super fun. You gotta and make it fun. You gotta you make know, it fun. Awesome. Any last words for peeps? Just come visit us. Reach out. Cold calling doesn't need to be scary. If you're thinking about hiring an inside sales team, we can help with that as well. We can coach. We can train. Um, and look out in the coming year. We are publishing um, my book is being converted to an online course. So if you want to do it yourself, it'll be a step-by-step -step program and that should roll out in the next couple of months. So don't be shy, pick up that phone. Nice, talk to me about your book. Show me a book, what's it called? All that yeah, stuff. it's called The Inside Sales, I don't can you see it? Yep. The Inside Sales Solution. And basically um, it was written when I first started uh, doing podcasts and it really is just a step-by-step. -step. They interviewed me. It's my voice. Um, you might sense I'm not shy. Uh, I kind of <laughs> like lay it on the line. And for any of you that are out there uh, and familiar with disc, Michelle, are you familiar with this? Oh yes. I love disc. I'm a D. Oh, <laughs> what? So I'm a I never would have guessed that. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So folks, go look up DISC. That's also another helpful tool in the art of communication. 
Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I could go on forever, Michelle. Right? I love it. Yeah. So go to our website, check it out. Again, all links are in the show notes. Again, Nancy, you've been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Oh, thank you so much. You're a lot of fun. So we'll do it again. Nice. Love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.